Hi, I'm Connor, and they made me do this. I play Wreck and stuff on our podcast, The Nominal Tales. Thanks for listening, and I'm going to stop talking now. What you are listening to now is an adaptation of a previous episode we have made to recap our adventure up to our launch point. Our later episodes on this podcast will feature our live play together, so hang tight if that's what you're here for. I firmly believe this story is worth your while. And now, on to the episode. Episode 13, The Putrid Mire. After about a half a day's journey into the swamp, the Diamond Dogs, somewhat spread out as they march through the mire, watch as a cloud of spores is released nearby Mardigan, who inhales some of them on accident and then, as though on purpose, turns to walk further into them, causing the man-trap plant to enclose around him and attempt to begin digesting him. The Diamond Dogs and Vandier spring into action and are able to destroy the plant quickly, and Mardigan is okay, but ends up somewhat hurt. They patch his wounds before getting back on the trail. Once it is time to break for their camouflage camp, they look for a dry spot to bed down, but not before a troll happens upon them. They begin to engage it, and Fenwick hurls magical fire towards it. This causes the troll to howl in rage, which in turn attracts a scouting band of the White Iris Orcs, which also end up joining the fray. The dogs use this opportunity to escape and let the two groups fight each other. They travel for a little while longer before they are able to find a spot to bed down for the evening. The following day, they get off track with the occurrence of a rather nasty fog that rolls in over the mire. It is not long after realizing that they are somewhat lost that they begin to look for some shelter, but instead discover an altar, which Kethed recognizes quickly is dedicated to the fallen goddess, Unissi. This goddess, in particular, is the one the orcs revere, including his own tribe across the seas to the west. But the markings have been slashed and replaced with other markings, which Fenric remembers belongs to the fallen god, Variga. This god is known as the god of subjugation. As they discuss this, they hear an odd gurgling sound coming from behind them in the bog, and jump back just in time to realize another troll bursting from the water. This troll is bulbous and bloated, with a foul odor and pustules that weep with a dark ichor. They engage in combat against it, but quickly discover that every time they strike it, be it by weapons or magic, the body expels a poison to those nearby it, and Rex suffers greatly as a result. Eventually, Rex goes down and must be revived, which Kethid does quickly, but the party tries employing new tactics to keep themselves at bay from the giant. Eventually, they succeed in slaying it, but the group must take a short rest to recover from their wounds and the poison effects. During that time, Mardigan begins to look around the altar and discovers a small switch, which opens a secret door on the altar to a descending staircase. The Diamond Dogs decide to explore the new discovery and head down the stairs. It leads to a landing some 60, 70 feet down and a pool of still water. Mardigan decides to swim down into it to find a path forward, which he is successful in. While swimming through the underground tunnel passage, he sees below him on the tunnel floor a very waterlogged pile of bodies, all missing their bottom jaws. 
hundreds of bodies stretching across the tunnel he is swimming over, and he keeps his distance. Finding a landing on the other side, he sees there is much more here than he originally expected. He returns and informs the group, and they all swim down as quietly and cautiously as they can. They all reach the other side and begin investigating. After a short time, they realize this is an entire complex with an entire unique sewer aqueduct system. Mardigan and Vandeer decide to try and find a path ahead, crawling through the pipe system rather than pulling any of the levers the group sees, and eventually discover another secret door through to another part of the chamber. They relay this to the rest of the dogs, and all decide to crawl through to reach the other side. Here, they discover a bridge over a rapid-moving underground river, which connects the rest of the structure to a strange room with four pillars, each with a different symbol behind it, and a small amount of standing water in the stair-accessed chamber. Fenwick decides to attempt a ritual cast of Detect Magic, while Vandir scouts around. After a couple of minutes, Vandir hears a noise like two walking sticks striking a stone floor and returns, but not before slipping on the slick floor and hears the noise stop and then change direction, heading towards where he is. He returns to the group and informs them of what has happened. With only minutes left in Fenwick's ritual casting of the spell, they see the terrible visage of the monster Van Deer had heard just moments before, an emaciated humanoid body with skin stretched tightly over the bones to reveal every detail of the skeleton and organs underneath. Footless legs ending in sharply pointed shin bones like stilts and arms so thin that it looks as though they haven't eaten in years. Bearing sharp, claw-like fingers at the end. The most defining feature, and likely the most disturbing, is the huge, parasitic-like protrusion of a tongue that comes from the mouth of the body, easily the entire length of the body and riddled with sharp bones and spines, dripping a foul, sizzling liquid on the floor. It writhes and coils itself up and spews acid at the dogs, who are still weary from their fight with a troll just an hour and a half before. The dogs once again jump into action and engage in likely the most dangerous combat they have ever had. Eros, Mardigan, and Vandir fight the fiendish parasite on the bridge, while Rek and Kethid try to provide cover for Fenwick in the chamber, as another comes to flank them from behind. The parasites, capable of binding up an enemy in melee and spitting acid at range, prove to be deadly, as at one point, Eros, Mardigan, and Rek all go down nearing the same time. Vandir, being bound up by the entity, which had detached itself from its host and seemed to desire latching onto a recently fallen body, heals Eros in a final act of selflessness, who in turn channels the fey energy inside of him to use his mantle of inspiration, which awakens Mardigan and Vander both, and they are finally able to slay the parasite. Kethid revives Rek, and Fenwick is forced to abandon his ritual to help destroy the second fiendish parasite. Finally, the Diamond Dogs are victorious and within an inch of their lives. They take another short rest and try to recuperate while Fenwick tries again to cast his detection spell. After it is cast, his eyes are unable to fully comprehend the room he is in, as the magic here seems to be incapable of being understood by his low-level divination spell. What he does notice are the runes etched into each of the four pillars of the room are glowing and that there is a barrier towards the ceiling, separating the group from a strange contraption that converges the four pillars into a single point at the top of the room with the domed ceiling. After examining the runes, 
Four unique, different runes, one on each pillar. Fenwick attempts to cast some fire magic into one that he guesses is a flame symbol. It lights up, and the flame begins to burn at the top of the single point. The group attempts to do similar things into the other runes, eventually succeeding with acid, lightning, and force magics that cause the point to create a powerful beam that disintegrates the barrier and the floor beneath them. They follow through what seems to be a magical portal and find themselves in a hallway. They traverse the one hallway and look out and see stars and spectrums of light outside of where they are walking until they reach a final chamber in the hallway itself. Inside is a fountain of thick, crimson liquid. The group assumes this to be blood, and Fenwick, with the last remaining magical vision he has, notes that there is a vase-shaped vessel at the bottom of the pool. At this point, the group attempts to cleanse the pool, as Kethed gets the feeling the blood might be the result of a curse. They each help to attempt to combat the supposed curse in different ways, and with some creativity and luck, the Diamond Dogs begin to cleanse the fountain. Once Kethid believes it is safe, Fenwick reaches in and grabs what he recognizes as an urn similar to the one that he touched in the crypt below the haunted house in Martine. He opens the urn and hears the same voice speak again. But this time it's not just to him, but the whole of the Diamond Dogs. You have done well, and I am much closer to being freed. I feel one more tether binding me. If you can find it, you can set me free. Allow me to help you now, in the way that I can. Thank you. The voice finishes, and the room flashes in blinding light, bringing the party back to the chamber with the pillars, their wounds fully healed, and power completely restored to them. They decide to search the rest of the complex and discover scratchings in the walls and even crude plaques that declare and repurpose the complex to the will of Variga, and eventually trigger a trap in which a flood sweeps some of them into a chamber with an Atiag. Mardigan gets the killing blow with the help of Eros, Fenwick, and Rek, while Kethid and Vandir look for ways to bust the four out of the chamber they were swept into before eventually deciding to join them. Inside, they find a switch to reverse the one-way flushing door and are able to escape and fully dive into the rest of the complex. Eventually, they find a chamber which holds a sort of temple that was likely devoted to the Disciples of the Phoenix, the group that they had learned about from archivist Diggleby Happy Petals, the gnome archivist belonging to the Coastal Archive in Kurzbuhr. In this temple chamber, they find the well-preserved skeletons of the priests and warriors that apparently hold up inside of this once-thriving complex devoted to the preservation of knowledge. They find neither tome nor book while they are there, however, and decide to leave, ready now to resume their search for the verdant vestige agents and the reporter lost in the mire. Upon returning to the surface, Fenwick notes his vision has changed, and four trails seem to be illuminated in gold before him with each trail ending in a far-off beacon of light. The group decides to try and test a theory, and has Fenwick now guide the path, which leads them to a scene where Kethed and Vandir are able to find out what has happened. Four individuals were surrounded, captured, and hauled off in different directions. A human female, a halfling male, a half-elven male, and a human male, all matching the description of the four people they were sent to save. Not too far away from this scene, Eros hears a voice. Help me! From a bush, 
a female voice that does not match the body making the sound. Upon further investigation, Eros discovers a Kenku, a race of flightless bird humanoids, raven-like in appearance, and cursed to only imitate, never having creative instincts of their own. This humanoid creature, whom Eros decides to call Chimes, communicates that she saw what happened using the sounds and voices of the encounter, and Eros asks her to follow close behind so that they can save the girl she watched get captured. Not but an hour away, the group is successful in discovering Athena, the stalwart company swordmaster. She has been captured by an orc brigade, but these orcs do not have white irises, but brilliant red. This surprises Vandir, and the group has to make some quick decisions. It seems as though the orcs are going to be making moves to potentially execute their prisoner very soon. Mardigan sneaks forward and sets up an ambush. The Diamond Dogs are successful in saving Athena and routing the orc band that had held her captive. Taking a blade from Mardigan, Athena is able to help out and joins the group, stating that she will help them save the other three so that they may return to Lindo as quickly as possible. The next trail leads them to Salmi, the halfling sage from Wonder Company. It is in this battle that things go awry. For this orc band holds a shaman that closes the distance on Fenwick and nearly kills him, knocking him unconscious and readying his club to brutally finish the job in front of the entire party. Fortunately, the Diamond Dogs are able to stop him before Fenwick is beaten to death. Fenwick, in the throes of death, has visions of his son, who has been kidnapped by his former teacher and mentor, Stratmore, and wakes up screaming for Kethid. Save my son. Save my son. Promise me, Kethid. Save my son. Kethid, taken aback by this, swears on the blood of his deceased sister. I will help you save your son. That I promise you. And Fenwick then shares his story with the rest of the Diamond Dogs, regarding Stratmore, his son Fletcher, and the whole reason he's adventuring in the first place. Mardigan, taken by Fenwick's story, adds Stratmore to his list as he tells Fenwick that he too is adventuring to gain power, that he might overturn someone who betrayed him as well. It is after Fenwick finishes telling the party about this that he receives a message from Stratmore as Stratmore's voice rings in his ears. So, you were able to contact your And Fenwick shares this with the rest of the Diamond Dogs, who in turn agree to help Fenwick with his quest of rescuing his son and bringing Stratmore to justice. At dawn of the next day, they make out to save Tewerian, the recon company tracker, and are successful in doing so. After saving Tewerian, they learn some more truths about the red irised orcs, which seem to have been a split from the white iris under the control of some supposed demonic entity. Towerian, wary of what the orcs are up to, claims he has seen something that has chilled him to the core. A new kind of orc, one that seems to have the blood of demons coursing in its own veins, capable of slaughtering orcs by the dozens on its own. He warns the group to proceed with caution, though the very last golden trail leads further into the mire. Along the same path, as the tracks of this fiendish orc. The group decides it is worth their time 
their efforts, and potentially their lives, to save Cillian. And they continue to follow after. It is not long before they reach the orc stronghold, its door open, and the sounds of chanting coming from within. They rush in and descend into the great chamber below, just in time as they watch a portal open to the abyss itself, and a six-armed, demon-like creature begins to slither through the portal, pulling multiple swords and claiming, I... You have succeeded. Let the reign of the Riger begin. Jumping now into action to destroy the cult, the portal, and the demon that has come through this portal, the Diamond Dogs enter into the fray, tested once more within inches of their lives. At one point, another of these Lasher demons comes through the portal as well, and things begin to look bleak for the party. Kethid, hearing the very voice of his goddess, summons an angel with her help, and the group are able to turn the tides of battle and slay the demon before them. The portal is closed and the orc tribe ravaged. Having engaged in a civil war between the Red Eyes and the White Eyes, destroying each other, including the fiendish orc known as a Tanaruk, which Rex slays in the middle of the battle. In a holding container, not too far away from where the portal was, the group sees a human male, matching the very description of Cillian Vredi, the journalist for La Sirene, who is yet alive, but very shaken. Now, in what is the ruins of this orcish stronghold, the Diamond Dogs have succeeded in their goals. done but they're still making me talk even though the episode is over at least it doesn't take as long as a shopping episode in all seriousness thanks for listening actually we could use your help if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast we would really appreciate it you rock kind of like how rex smashes catch you next time on the nominal tales